Hey there, this is part B of episode four. So thanks for joining in again, and I'm going to let you get right to it where we left off last. He told me, well, you're spot on because my father, like I said, he was a veteran and he suffered a lot from PTSD. And when he came back from the war, he, he was not emotionally present. And I thought it was my fault. And, you know, now I know that my father had his own issues and he had PTSD and it wasn't my fault. But as a child, I really felt like I was to blame for him not wanting to be emotional with me or emotionally present with me. And it's interesting you say the holidays because a lot of me, I have had two other mediums bring up the holidays with me and my family. And I do have one sister. Now, what's interesting, I told him I saw the suburbs and he told me he grew up in New York City. So that's one detail, like the suburbs, that didn't resonate with him. But I felt like his family lived in the suburbs or had a home in the suburbs for the holidays or something. Now, maybe I'll learn later that the suburbs is just a symbol. Because like I, I know, you know, people think of like, there's an old um, uh, trope or stereotype of like American suburbs, white picket fence, da, da, da. Maybe spirit is showing me the symbol of the suburbs to mean picture perfect, but not really. I don't know. But more to come on that, I guess, if I, if I learn something about that symbol. Now, person number three and the last person I'm going to share a story about, this happened a week ago from uh, when this podcast is being released. And it was intense. So there was uh, another fresh face in the mediumship circle. And when she came up on the screen, the first thing I wrote was father. And I said above head. And I felt like my mind's eye or my third eye felt or saw her father's energy hovering above her head. And then I wrote down necklace in memory of. And then I wrote down marriage question mark. And I wrote down dad where. Like, where is dad? But I just wrote down, dad, where? Like, I'm writing so fast. Like, it's not even complete sentences. What I Or things don't make sense when I read them out loud to you. So I keep having in my head the, the phrase, my father, my father, my father. And um, I get the feeling that this father figure that's coming up for her, I get a feeling that he had something wrong with his head, whether it was a tumor or something with the brain. But then I start feeling head and spine and like, or like the torso. And then I keep seeing a white light around her head. And I still feel her father's presence is hovering above her head. I don't literally see a white light in the video, in the Zoom video, but I just have this feeling there's white light around like around her crown chakra above her head and around her head. And that white light is really infused with her father's energy. And that white that white light for me is God energy, but her father is so fused into it. He's such a powerful force and a guide for her. And so I, I write down wedding again. I write down New York origin. And I'm starting to freak out a little bit. This... This energy or whatever I'm feeling is making me write marriage, then wedding. This is her father who has passed. This is going to be a big deal to talk about. And I'm really freaking scared to talk about it. This is, I don't want to mess something up. Like, what if it's wrong? It's like, or what if I say something, what if it is right and I say something wrong? I mean, I don't know. Like, not having a father present in your life and being a bride and thinking about your wedding, that's not a small deal. So I start to think, well, maybe if it's not her father then it's an uncle, like someone who was like a father to her. 
Um, and, and, but uh, whatever it is, this energy is making me feel like, and I wrote this down, I'm walking you down the aisle. Like if, even if I'm not here physically, I am still walking you down the aisle. I thought, well, if it's not her father, then maybe it's, it's an uncle or a father figure who was someone who was like a father to her in this life that wants to walk down the aisle with her father who is in this life. So I come off mute. And I'm really nervous because this is no small deal, like I said before. And I ask her, you know, I, I if I may ask, I, I, I need to ask you this first because the way you answer this first question is going to determine how I share the rest of this, like the rest of my notes that I wrote here before I, you know, before I came on. Do you have a father figure who has passed? And I started with father figure because I wanted to make sure, like, I keep it broad so that she feels like it could be her father, her grandfather, great-grandfather, uncle, you know. She said, yeah, I have a father figure past. And I said, okay, um, so they're making me feel like my father is passed on. Like they're telling me it's my father. She says, yes, my father is no longer in the physical world. He passed on. Now, I get really silent because now I'm scared to talk about the wedding and marriage stuff. And I start to cry and I tell the group, I'm sorry for getting emotional. And the facilitator's like, no, it's okay. And, and the, the poor sitter, she's like, no, now you're going to make me emotional. Cause I mean, this is, now it's her father. Now she feels her father's coming through. And I'm here thinking, well, I don't know if it is her father. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what if I'm wrong and I'm, I'm playing with this woman's emotions and I don't want to be that person. That's a horrible thing to do. And I'm really freaking out. And then I get, I muster up my courage and I'm, I remind myself, okay, this is a group where we're all practicing. We know that we can be wrong and everyone's open to being read by another person. So we, there's no judgment here. Like this is a safe space to be wrong. So I told her, your father and spirit made me write marriage and then wedding. So I don't know if you're getting married or if you're thinking about the day you get married and who's going to walk you down the aisle, but your father is telling you that he's going to walk you down the aisle. And I'm getting emotional saying it now because I, I was telling her this and I was crying because that that is a beautiful message to share. It's so powerful. As I'm sharing it, I know how powerful it is, but I don't know yet if it resonates with her. I don't know if she's even with a part with a partner, a romantic partner. And she, all she says is, I there have been talks about marriage. I've been thinking about it. And I go in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, so this is real. And I told her, okay, well, I'm going to tell you first what I wrote down in my notebook. I told her, I, they made me look at your necklace. And she starts to laugh, like, 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 in, like incredulously, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, kind of laugh. So I have, that's my sign, that, okay, there's something about this necklace that's really important to her in regards to her father. So I told her, okay, but this necklace, what I'm getting is like either it's tied to your father or it's worn in memory of somebody or it's a necklace that an ex-partner gave to you or your current partner gave to you. And she told me, well, this necklace, you know, I, I have different necklaces and I decided to wear this one today. And it's the necklace that my father gave to my mother when they were together. And I'm like, oh my gosh, whoa. And I got a little more emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, um, it, that's not validation. I don't know what is. And I told her, well, that's, that's just, that's your father validating that he, this is him. This is, he's here with us. And she gets emotional and I get emotional. And I told her, you know, he, he's going to walk you down the aisle. He's telling me, even though he's not here physically, he's going to walk you down the aisle. 
he's showing me that there was something with his head, like either a head tumor or brain issue, but also something with his torso. So he's making me see his head and his torso. She told me, well, he was an alcoholic and his liver was impacted by that. So the torso makes sense, but I also feel like it was mental for him. The struggle with alcoholism, that there was a very big mental component to it. So you saying the head and the torso makes sense. Now, I personally, as I'm speaking to you, the listener, feel like those two things don't, like me, what I said compared to what she said in response, to me don't connect very well. But you know what? If she connected with it and it resonated with her, that's all that matters. By this point, the necklace thing happened. And I'm like, you know, the, we know there's something else here with us. There's, we know there's a father energy here with us that is real. And then something else that I told her, um, I told her I picked up something about New York origins. And I don't know if like your family's originally from New York. And I, I'm thinking like her family immigrated to New York from another country, like, you know, like Ellis Island. And then, you know. But she tells me why well, I actually lived in New York for 15 years. And uh, so I came from New York to where I am now. So that makes sense. I go, oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense for you. That's cool. And then she says, uh, we, I go back to like the walking down, walking her down the aisle because I feel like that's the biggest message this soul of her father has for her. Is like, he's going to walk you down the aisle. She says, you know, it's, that's been on my mind. And she said, I'm engaged. I go, you're engaged? Happy engagement. And then I'm also like, holy moly you i picked up on the fact that you are getting ready for a wedding soon like what the heck spirit that's incredible um that blew my mind it blew my mind you know it was like lansing pennsylvania but not really pennsylvania it's really michigan this was my lansing but for like the wedding realm like what what that's insane so um and i'm sorry if i sound a little bit indelicate about this i just I, I don't know if, if you listening feel like you can't believe what I'm saying. I can't believe what I'm saying. I really can't. I, I don't know how it happens. I really, all I, I mean, yes, I do. I know it's spirit, but I, I'm going to get to my, my doubting Thomas attitude in a little bit. I'm almost done with this story. So um, she tells me, I've been thinking about who's going to walk me down the aisle. And I thought maybe I'll choose an uncle, like one of my two uncles or somebody else. I told her, well, it's funny you say that because when I was channeling your father the first, like for the first few moments that I was writing my notes, I was wondering like, is this her father? If it's not her father, then maybe it's an uncle energy or like a father figure, like a family friend. I told her, I find it interesting that I thought, I thought about like an uncle of yours. And then now you're saying you might choose one of your two uncles. And I, I think that this is all to validate, like your father's giving you his blessing to choose whoever you want to walk you down the aisle. Oh, just gets me emotional now. Um, and that was that reading. And I was just, I was so emotional after that reading because I realized, I just really felt like, oh my goodness, this is so real. This is so real. And I don't know this woman. I just know her by your first name on Zoom. I don't know anybody in this group. We all live in different places. Some of us in New York City, others in other parts of the country, sometimes the world. I don't know these people. And I'm picking up like, I'm picking up on her necklace, like that there's something special about her necklace. And I'm feeling like I'm channeling her father. And lo and behold, her father gifted that necklace to her mother. And I'm picking up wedding and marriage. And lo and behold, she's engaged and thinking who's going to walk her down the aisle. That's absolutely insane. That's insane. Now, after that reading, as well as 
the reading I did for that gentleman whose father came through, the veteran, I went through really tough moments of doubting these experiences because I started to feel like, okay, these messages that I shared, they are no small deal. These are healing messages for these people. So number one, who am I to do that? And am I dabbling in people's lives in a way that's way too personal and disrespectful? And is it all just, like number two, is it all just coincidence? Is it just coincidence and we are all believing in this stuff and it's all a lie and there's really nothing to it and I'm a fake and I'm a farce and I'm a horrible person for doing what I'm doing? Not going to lie. I really thought these things. I was in a very dark place the day or two after each of these readings because they were so impactful. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm your dad. Um, I gave you that shirt. Yeah. Oh, he gave you that shirt. Oh, that's so cool. So he's validating he's here. Yeah. And he loves you. Boom. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing to share with somebody. But the level of like, I'm sorry for not being emotionally present in your life and that clicking for the person, or I'm going to walk in down the aisle and that clicking for that person. That's another level of healing that I have felt very scared to deal with. Because that means that there's, I have a lot of responsibility to be as kind and caring to that person who is the sitter as I can be. And it also means that, I mean, what I think, I don't want to mess something up and tell them the wrong information or like mis misguide them or mislead them into believing something that is not true. I know that these experiences were real. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm talking to you right now saying that. My soul says that. But my human Juan doesn't want to say that. Because I am so scared of being wrong. I'm so scared of fooling people. I'm so scared of being a fake. Um, and, you know, I, I hope it's okay that I get vulnerable with you who's listening out there in the ether. Um, but that is really a big concern of mine. And I, I do have to be... I'm going to be a little bit, um, I don't know if it's being egotistical, but I'm going to commend myself a little bit because I am at least aware that I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want to hurt them. Um, and that, uh, and that I want to be as authentic as possible and practice this with integrity. I don't want to, I don't want to mislead people. I don't want to be that person. I want to be someone that if there's a message to deliver, or they're in a practice circle or outside of a practice circle, if spirit wants to deliver a message, it has to be delivered and I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to do it if I'm the one chosen to deliver that message. So I had a really rough two weeks and thanks to the support of my friends in my life, thanks to the support of folks in the spirit circle who have reminded me to ground myself after I do work like this, um, I, I have been able to cope. Um, now the first week I felt like this, it was really difficult. I almost felt like I wanted to throw it all away. Like I wanted to step away from all of this practice and work and just not deal with it because it was going to be too painful and too, I was going to get too worried and too anxious about, am I doing the right thing? And then the second time I felt this way, it was like, I, 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 I felt the same way, but it was a little bit more, it was a little bit easier for me to, to get over it. Um, because I now felt like I had some tools, like one of the facilitator of the mediumship circle told me to take a salt bath and I did that. And um, that really helped me feel better and helped me ground myself. And um, 
you know, something I still struggle with. I still struggle with doubts. So I am a very skeptical medium, I guess we could say. So what am I doing these days? I am just trying to uh, stay in touch with my spirit guides um, and pray to them. I pray to God. I, I, I sage my home before and after reading. Like I try to, if I can remember to do it. Um, I am now, uh, doing tarot card readings on, on Instagram. So, uh, I, I'm doing things to like help me tap into my intuition and, um, I'm enjoying it. Like that mediumship circle, as much as I may feel some fear about this ability and, and, uh, uh, like, conf- uh, maybe some confusion, which, which feeds into the fear. I'm always excited to go to that circle. I am so looking forward to it every single week. It just, this is the thing. When I have had these moments of channeling spirit, it's like I forget about every problem my human self has. It's like my ego gets to take a back seat, a back seat position in my life, and my spirit, my soul takes the front seat. And um, that's the goal. That's what I want to keep doing. I, I want to not feed my ego outside of readings. And I feel like doing, uh, like practicing mediumship readings and tarot readings helps me to put my ego aside so that my soul can tap into its intuition. And that is such great training ground for putting my ego aside in all other aspects of my life. So that's why I enjoy this practice work so much because I get to like not, not think of just Juan and Juan's issues. I get to like Think about how can I help someone else? How can I, how can I help someone else um, gain some insight about something, or hear a message from someone that that's departed? Um, and you know, I I'm I'm gonna keep doubting myself. I'm gonna keep doubting this ability. I'm gonna keep feeling worried about whether I'm doing the right thing. But I my soul knows that this is real because I've seen other people do it. And I think I also just feel some imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to do this? Like, why? Like, I yeah, ter, you know, Teresa Caputo can do it. And I love Teresa Caputo. I'm going to see her live again soon. She can do it, but I can't. I don't, I'm not supposed to do that. Like, people like her are supposed to do it. But the fact of the matter is, this is happening, and I'm getting information in my head that I wouldn't know um, because, I, you know, not knowing these folks that are coming through in spirit – I wouldn't know these details if it weren't for them telling me. So something's happening. And if you think it sounds crazy, I'm right there with you, man. It sounds and feels crazy to me too, but it's happening. And as much as I'm afraid of it, I also love it and I enjoy it. I do. Um, It's helping me cope with some anxieties that I've had for a very long time. And that's why I keep doing it because it's helping me really get in touch with myself and my soul and and, and the God that I believe in and, and with people that have like-minded energies and like-minded um, interests in this realm. So thank you for listening. And I appreciate you if you've listened to both parts, because <laughs> there was a part A and part B here, um, that I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you felt inspired. Um, you know, I the last thing that I can uh, leave you with is Pray to your loved ones that have departed. They are listening. They know. And it may not feel like it, but just talk to them. Talk to them like you're on the phone with them. This ability is not just restricted to the chosen few. Like I said, I would not believe you if you told me that I would be doing all this practice work 
like a year ago if you told me that. I would be like, no, I'll, I'll just stick to the cards, like the tarot cards, which I don't know how that works either, but it works. So uh, you never know. Talk to your loved ones. Meditate. I really, really, really swear, swear uh, by meditation. I do it just five minutes every other day, a day. If I'm really like rushing in the morning, like I do it just for three minutes, something just something. And meditating could be eyes open, eyes closed. You could be walking and meditating at the same time. There's no one way to do it. Do whatever you need to do to help clear your mind or to help you focus on your soul a little more. And if you don't believe in your soul, like that the soul exists, just focus on who you are, the essence of you. Meditate with that and you will connect with yourself just so beautifully. And, um, yeah, that, that's what I'll leave, leave you with. And I hope that inspires you. And I hope that this two-part episode really, really inspires you to connect with your loved ones in the way that you want to. So I will leave you to your day and um, I can't wait to host the interview that you're going to hear next week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and catch you soon.